You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Yay! Hey everybody, it is Friday morning. Welcome to the show. I know you guys are driving to work right now, and we're going to make sure we entertain you and inspire you along the way. Since it is Friday morning, we are getting ready for the weekend, and we're going to finish this week strong. So what do you guys have planned for tomorrow, or even tonight? Are you guys going to go out to dinner, going to go watch a movie, going to try something new? Are you going to go to the beach? Who knows? Whatever you're going to do, though, just make sure you enjoy every minute of it because it's important. That's something I've learned along the way the last couple of weeks is that I have to take time for myself, and I am going to do that. I'm going to try to dedicate one day, minimum one day, to just taking some time to myself, going to relax, get get inspired by things. You know, when 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 you're so bogged down in your head with things that are going on around you, you can't be inspired to do things. You just can't because you're so focused on other things. So that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to have fun with my family and my friends and my dogs, and uh, we're just going to make the most of life, that's for sure. So last weekend, I took a little time for myself, as I promised I would do, and I went to Animal Kingdom at uh, Disney. Now, I love, I love some of the rides there, and it's a really cool park because it's kind of like a zoo slash you know, entertainment park. And one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to go on Expedition Everest. It's one of my favorite rides. I love it. And it's one of the few roller coasters I've ever been backwards on in the dark. So cool. And then the other thing that I was going to do is I was going to go on the Flight of Passage, which is part of the Pandora exhibit. And I cannot get over how cool Pandora is. It's probably one of the most intense rides I've ever been on in my life. You know, I've been flying in helicopters and and airplanes and stuff. But this is the closest I had ever been to flying without anything. Because it makes you feel like you're flying. It puts wind in your hair. You can smell the flowers. You can hear the the sounds. It is so intense. You can feel the the banshee that you're riding on breathing. And and when it comes down, you can feel the wind as it as it stops because of the because of the wings and how it like pushes the air away. And it is the most intense thing I've ever seen. If you've ever been on Soaring, which you probably have, that is close to Avatar. But the Flight of Passage is five times better than Soaring ever will be. And uh, I, I was just, this time I got to go see it and just enjoy it. I wasn't trying to review it or anything like that. So this is the first time I had a really good chance to get involved with it and stuff. So I got to say, it's a long wait. When we were there, it was about 230 minutes going into uh, 11 o'clock. And by, 12, by 2 o'clock, when we had our fast pass to come back, it was about 120. So you got to at least expect a two-hour wait for this thing, sometimes more, depending on the day that you're going to go there. They don't, I haven't been able to, to get any fast passes for it, and I'm, a, and I'm an annual pass holder. So just be prepared. Uh, that's all I could say. Just keep looking. If you know you're going to come to the park, keep looking for those fast passes. You never know when one's going to open up, but definitely worth the wait. Oh, and then coming back, I, I got to tell you, this is the craziest thing. You know, my wife said, 
check the oil in the car before you drive, before we go out there. Well, something came up and I forgot. So we got out to Orlando and when we came back, we got stuck in the worst traffic I've been in in a long time. I mean, it took me an hour and a half to go almost two miles. And by the time we got done with that, the car was overheating a little bit. So I'm thinking, well, you know what? That's what happens sometimes when you idle. The car goes a little weird. But we started driving, and it came down a little bit. But then it kept going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And I started thinking to myself, what could cause that, you know? So the first thing that came to mind was maybe the oil, you know, because the oil does keep it lubed up a little bit so it doesn't have so much friction. So I pulled off in Lakeland and looked, and sure enough, had no oil Lucky me. So I, I, I kept hearing my wife sitting there telling me about that. And I felt bad because, you know, she was right there with me. And I got the oil. I told you so. But we made it. We, we, we made it there. We, I filled up. And it cost me more, of course, because it's at a uh, gas station than anywhere else to buy oil. So there you go. And we started off down the road. And it started working for a little bit. You know, it stayed pretty pretty even at the 50% mark. But when we got to uh, Thananosassa, it started to get really hot, and it stayed hot this time. So I'm like, oh, my God. So we got off on an exit uh, close to where I used to live, and I checked the, the, the water and the uh, antifreeze. Sure enough, completely empty, too. <laughs> I'm like, man, what it, what, how the hell did I get out there, and how the hell did I get home? Completely amazed by that whole situation. I got to say. So we definitely had angels on our It was a great day. I had a great time. Uh, coming home was white knuckled, but we made it okay. And uh, I can't wait for my next endeavor out there. And I, the whole reason I went out there, honestly, was to bring the, the pictures to the Italian pavilion that makes, makes the mask at Epcot. And sure enough, I forgot those two. So this will be my third time trying to bring them out there. But you know what? It just gives me an excuse to go back out, right? And... Um, also, in entertainment news now, let me kind of get off of my, my tirade here. American Idol's back. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Are you happy? Are you, are you mixed emotions? Do you not care? You know, for me, I was actually glad to see the show end because of the fact that I really started to see how rigged it was. Um, you know, I, saw, I was watching people that couldn't keep a note, couldn't remember the lines, outdo people like Daughtry. And... Um, I was just like, how is this possible? And then I started seeing that the, that the second and third rounders, you know, the, the people that won American Idol, were actually almost unheard of after this point. And then you had people like Daughtry, who came in the top six, become superstars. How is that possible? The only two that I really know that really made something of themselves from being on American Idol was Kelly Clarkson and uh, Carrie Underwood. Um, there were a few that made it, they, they, they did okay, they did okay, but the two American Idol winners that made it the most were those two. So I, just, I actually kind of stopped watching it because I started just being completely disgusted with people that shouldn't win winning. And then I started to see that there were the, like these places where you can go ahead and, and, and uh, call in and, and you could see kind of who was going to win and how the phones were going to go based upon a, uh, some type of like a voting rate. So it kind of it judged how long a phone number was, um, was used because obviously it had 12 phone numbers. So um, I was watching that and like people like Sanjaya and some of these other people were just 
never should have been in the top 12, making the top four and, and getting tons of votes. And I'm like, how is that possible? However, um, it did produce some great talent along the way. So I was always glad to see the people that, even if they didn't make the American Idol, do so well. And each season had a few of those. You had Jennifer Hudson. You know, you had um, uh, Clay Aiken. You had a, a lot of these other people that made it pretty well after the, the, uh, the American Idol was over. But the thing that I really didn't like about it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put this out there, was the voting system because it was so easily rigged. You had people that had, like, robo-texting and robo-dialers that could easily influence the entire show. And that's a, a, how I think Sanjaya and all these other people were able to make it as, fa as high as they did. So I don't like how, how fair that is. I, if they do it this year, I hopefully they will have something different in place where you can call one number one time, get on the computer, one IP per, per show or something like that. But I still believe that no matter how many votes we put in, there's always going to be that, that one um, push for the network to push the underdog to stay safe or whatever or win the thing, you know? I mean, when I was watching these people, they knew that they did really bad. When they got out there and they were shocked that they weren't in the bottom three when they really should have been compared to the other people that were out there, you know, that kind of tells the whole thing. All right, so we have a couple of great guests coming up today. I am very excited to talk to. We have Laura Lee Bell. She is a Emmy Award-winning actress for her web series, M.I. Promise. She is also Cricket in Young and the Restless, and she is starring in a new Lifetime movie called The, Mitch, the Mistress Hunter, which comes on tonight. So hopefully you guys will check that out. Then we have John McInnes. He is part of an amazing uh, company called um, McInnes Scott, and they have a um, new Netflix TV series called Altered Carbon. I think you guys are going to absolutely love this thing. I saw the previews for it. I saw the technology that they used. Blew my mind. You guys are going to love this. So stick around to hear him as well. And before we go, go check out our website, www.theamemagazine.com. Check it out anytime you want. It's got links to all of our Facebook, Twitter, and any social media platform, and also our Android and Apple apps as well. You can see anything that we have coming up and anything that we have done in the past. So go check that out. All right, guys, I'm going to go take a quick commercial break. When I come back, we will have John McInnes on the line, so don't go anywhere. Hey, everybody, this is Jason, and I have something I want to talk to you guys about. Last year, as you know, somebody in my family suffered a stroke. These things come on unannounced, and it can cost you your life. Why? Because it's usually from high blood pressure or clots, and you don't know you have these problems because it generally has no symptoms. One way to ensure that you don't have high blood pressure is to test it regularly. But who has the time to do it? You have to sit down, strap a blood pressure cuff on, and take the test. And they are bulky and hard to travel with. Now there's a product called Hilo LX. The stylish piece of technology not only looks good, but it tests your vitals all the time on demand. Check your blood pressure, see how many steps you've done, see your heart rate, see how much sleep you get, how many calories you burn. It checks it all while you do what you want to do. Then you can check the results right on an app on your phone. I bought it for my family members and you should too. To get yours, go to amemagazine.worldgn.com and get it or any of their stylish accessories. In doing so, you'll invest in your health and help the AME experience get our word out and be the voice of artists everywhere. So what are you waiting for? That address again is amemagazine.worldgn.com.
Your time hasn't come yet, baby. You got a lot of dreams to go. Your time hasn't come yet, baby. Hey guys, it's Jason Dowd, and I got a special announcement for you. You know, it's hard to believe, but 2018 marks the 50th anniversary of Elvis Presley's Speedway. Co-star Victoria Page Meyerink will be making personal appearances throughout the year, sharing her memories of Elvis. Visit Meyerink.com, that's M-E-Y-E-R-I-N-K.com to find out where or to host a screening or Speedway event of your own with Victoria. She's going to be bringing candid, special behind-the-scenes memories of working with Elvis. Again, to find out how you can have your own personal screening or Speedway event with Victoria, just go to Meyerink.com, M-E-Y-E-R-I-N-K.com. The little boy next door who only makes you sore is going to someday turn your head right now. Hey, this is Jen Lowy from Days of Our Lives, and you're listening to AME Radio Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have on the line with us two special guests. They are John McCain's and Remington Scott, and they are part of the McKinnis Scott group. And they are doing some new cool work for a Netflix series called Altered Carbon. And I'm really excited about this. I saw some of the clips that have been going on with, with this, and I think it's going to be fantastic. So welcome to the show. How are you guys doing today? Doing very well. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Well, I've seen that what you've been doing, and I've seen the clips, and I think it's fantastic. Um, let's give everybody a little bit of a background about each of you, so they can kind of understand how you ca- how you got this company together, and what are some of the things that you guys are looking to do with it. So, well, let's start with John. Well, uh, tell us how you got into this, and how you met, met Scott, and then um, or Remington, and then Remington, you do the same thing. So, we'll, we'll start it off like that. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, so Remington and I uh, met when we worked on the video game Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I was the screenwriter hired to write all the dialogue and develop the story and work with Kevin Spacey. And Remington was hired as the performance capture director to direct Kevin Spacey and all of the actors. So you could think of it as, a, you know, I was putting words in Kevin Spacey's mouth and, and Remington was directing them. So that experience, we had a very um, fun time working on that together, and we were both inspired to work with each other again afterwards, and we were thinking, well, we could work on a movie, or we could work in some other space. And then, because we worked on um, a video game, which was a, a photoreal immersive environment and interactive storytelling, we wanted to take um, that into the sort of non-gaming world of virtual reality and augmented reality. Mm. So that's what we did. So we set up McKinnescope, and uh, we've been... Uh, been doing interesting, cool work ever since. Yeah, and and what's great about working with John is um, he really understands how to tell a compelling story and create really believable characters. And, um, you know, because uh, we're focused on creating digital humans, bringing them to life, mm-hmm. um, we really don't just look at this like a technology uh, play. It's really more of a creative 
agency that um, that takes these concepts and ideas and IP and we bring them into a new dimension. You know, um, I was, like I said, I was watching this video and, and there's people that are physically talking to these to these uh, to this computer and it's reacting to them so it's like saying what they're saying it's doing what they're doing but it's a completely different person so is this kind of like an avatar type of thing I mean what's the concept uh, that would we could that we could drive from something like this is this to be somebody that we're not to try to live in an alter world or how's what's the what's the background behind this well this is a piece of marketing to show um, what was possible with technologies. And the interesting thing about the technologies on display in the TV show of Carbon is that actually some of those are uh, able to do now. In fact, we developed this specific technology which nobody else can really do. Um, so it's kind of interesting that you've got a show set in the future, but actually there's technologies around right now that are able to do those sorts of things. And, and it fits in very well with the theme of the show. The theme of the show is you can basically choose your own body or sleeve, as they call it in the show, and you can test out what you would look like as that character, as that sleeve, and see how you look and see how you feel about it. So you could be a man or a woman of a different age or a different race, and you can see yourself as that person um, being tracked in real time. Hmm. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the concept. So for Altered Carbon, um, which is a far-thinking show, takes place way in the deep future where this is a reality. Um, Netflix wanted to to find a way to connect people living today with that reality, and that's what we decided to do. We wanted to create a bridge, so that way you can literally step into somebody else, and anyone can drive another person. You could try their skin out, and you could be that person. So. And, and there's um, thousands of people that have done this um, around the world, as this is a global activation that Netflix has created. And so um, it's, it's really quite amazing. Once you do get in front of the monitor and you see yourself, what you're doing, in another person's eyes, another person's body, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of fun, right? Oh, yeah, that's got to be a lot of fun. Now, are you able to, like, even kind of work on the personalities or the, temper the temperaments of somebody or anything like that to really customize it so that way you really have a true experience of what it would be like to be that type of a, uh, of a person? That wasn't the remit of this specific piece. Um, but, yes, we can certainly do that. And we're working on various projects where um, you can really explore those aspects of it you know we can get very fine-tuned performances out of these avatars that reflect um you know human emotions that are indistinguishable from a human wow that's fascinating so how do we implement this in the future we have the technology now because obviously you're, you're working on it and, and it's, it's able to be used so this is something that like you said it's going to be in the future here where this could this could be implemented how are we going to implement it with real life in the near future when this stuff does become the ability to happen? Are we going to be able to try to live as somebody else? Is that, is, is that how we're going to be going with this? That's certainly one possible future. Um, I mean, that's the future of Altered Carbon, the TV show. I think we're quite a ways away from that. And that um, I'm not sure you could really live 
24-7 as a virtual human, although you could if you lived in an alternate virtual universe, um, that's exactly what you would be doing. And we've seen the sort of um, predecessors in such things as Second Life, where you could be um, in a game engine, essentially, in a virtual world and explore and interact with other characters within that world. So it's certainly possible um, at this level of work that we do, at the level of um, the photorealistic humans that we do, that's a little further away, but it's not that much further away. It's, you know, as I said, a lot of these things are in the realm of science fiction right now, but we're making the building blocks to you know, build towards that future. Now, I've noticed that you know, with, our, with our technology, just with the video games in itself, it's amazing how far we've come and, what, and where we're going to. Now, with that being said, is this going to be kind of like that, where we can create real-life video games, where you, know, you, can, you can act life out like a SimCity type of thing? And can we use that now in this particular in, in this particular environment if we wanted to? Well, it, it's oh. interesting the way that you've you've um, you've put that. Um, there is definitely possibilities that that's what somebody wanted to do. They could, and they could you know interact with other uh, avatars mm-hmm. uh, in that kind of experience. Um, yeah, I don't see why not. You know. Um, what, what we're seeing is that in entertainment and um, in video games, there is more of a connection that people are making now with an AI character, an avatar, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and those connections are becoming deeper and stronger than we've seen before in the past. And it has a lot to do with the fidelity of what the characters look like and the depth of the uh, character's ability to emote and give you realistic um, human expressions and feelings and, um, and just be more human. And that's, um, we're at this place now where we're seeing this uh, happen much more often. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to start getting to this tipping scale, tipping point, where the, uh, our, our avatars that we are responding to and being and reacting to other avatars and other humans, um, they're going to get to places where um, you're not sure they're really a real human behind them or not. And it won't matter because it's it's all going to feel um, very human, and and that's kind of like the world that we're we're seeing. Wow, I am so blown away by this. I mean, it's 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 amazing what technology what we're able to do with stuff like this. Um, what do you hope that people take away after they watch this particular altered carbon? And what do you hope that we can see for the future? That's a great question. Um, I think that what we what we hope that people will take away from this is this sense of fun and excitement uh, about being able to project to project yourself into somebody else to somebody else's skin. And it's really important to note that um, when you're doing this, you you really have to have the empathy for another human being. And this helps you have that empathy. It helps you be able to 
be another person, if you will, that you wouldn't have, you wouldn't, you aren't ordinarily that person. And, um, and it gives you the ability to, to live your life in a, in a broader way, uh, that, that wouldn't have the, the ability to do, uh, in the past. What we've seen is for actors, this has been a new transformative kind of technology for them. You know, you see guys like Andy Serkis who can play Gollum and then he can play um, Caesar uh, from the Planet of the Apes or he could play King Kong or Snopes uh, in uh, Star Wars. And, um, and there's a lot of actors who are doing this now and it's allowing them to, to, to be somebody outside of just themselves and expand what the typecast looks like. So... You know, this kind of technology is going to seep its way into the, the general populace, and people are going to use this to be able to expand who they see themselves as and how you will connect with other people. Hmm. So I see this as something that makes me always, it's a slogan I've always used, and that's what if. You know, because I believe that that is one of the things that keeps us thinking and thinking outside the box to what we can become and what we can do with not only ourselves but just our society in, in, in general. Was that one of the things that kind of sat in your minds when you, when you were trying to come up with something like this and, and make this into in reality, what if? I think what if is, is uh, the question at the bottom of a lot of creativity and a lot of imagination. Um, you know, it's imagining what is possibilities. Um, yeah, of course. Um, it, it's very hard to sort of say how these things actually play out. Because I think until you actually have uh, a lot of avatars, human avatars, people representing themselves in avatars in a public space that other that you know, other people share and interact with, we're not really going to get a sense of what that looks like until people actually start doing it you know i think humans are the most interesting and strangest species that we know and we will evolve in ways that we really can't imagine i mean how many technologies i mean it's always very interesting you look go back in time and you know what, what were people what were futurologists predicting for the future in 1950 or 1960 or 1970 and some of the things are kind of uh, on on point um but other things are wildly off because you just didn't have the actual technology at that point, you know, realized and, and to see how people actually adopt something. Um, so it's, it's, you know, imagination on one side, you know, thinking what if, what uh, are these things. But um, I'm really fascinated by how these technologies roll out and people adopt them. And that's why what we're doing in rolling out these technologies in, in the areas that you are, in augmented reality and virtual reality and interactive screens and holographic um, displays. I'm really interested to see how people actually use, adopt, and create and express themselves through these avatars and these, these virtual environments that we're creating. So um, I, like, I like to just be open to what these possibilities um, offer, really. So. so 
how can people see? Obviously, it's on it's on Netflix. But how can uh, how can people see it? Is it on there now? Is it on demand? Is it going to be released in a little bit? Um, and also, how can they find you and anything else that you have going on that you guys are uh, working on and possibly will be of interest to somebody? So Netflix was being shown around the world at various locations. It was in the Wired store in New York. I'm not sure if it's still on on there. Um, how you can find us, well, we're at uh, mckinnescott.com, M-A-C-I-N-N-E-S-S-C-O-T-T.com. There's information on our website there. We're also uh, available on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and there's uh, yeah, videos out there. We did a TED Talk last year, so that's a pretty good resource if people want to get to know more about us and our, and our work. Um, we did a TEDx Talk in 2016, I think. Um, so, yeah. Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That you still got that good old fashioned technology that we're able to use that everybody can understand yeah. and, and and it works well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming on here and blowing my mind with some of the things that we have that we're able to do with technology and I love your work and I cannot wait to see this particular uh, Netflix thing and we wish you all the best with everything else that you have coming out and hopefully you continue to blow our minds. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You too. Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more, so don't go anywhere. Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy, that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop at Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Hi, this is Crystal Hunt from Guiding Light, when I to live, maybe a little Magic Mike double XL, and currently Hilton Head Island on pureflex.com, and you're listening to AME Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We have on the line with us our special guest. Her name is Laura Lee Bell. And if you've ever seen any daytime dramas, I know you've watched Young and the Restless. She played cricket. She's also an Emmy Award-winning actress for her web series called My Promise. And now she's starring in a Lifetime movie called The Mistress Hunter, which airs tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are excited to talk to her. Welcome, Laura Lee. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Very excited that the movie is finally airing tonight. It's been a long wait. We made it back in... Um, well, I guess it hasn't been that long, but it was like October. So I've been oh. itching to talk about this because it is very juicy. <laughs> it's good for everybody. I mean, it sounds like the Mistress Hunter sounds like, I mean, and it is Lifetime, so a lot of people think like, you know, geared toward women. Yes, 
but I think um, I think the gentleman will find it just as entertaining. Well, I <laughs> love them a good message never to stray. <laughs> I love juicy, so I'm glad that that's going to be something juicy. And you know what? I, I really do. I've I've got grown to really love lifetime dramas because they're so powerful, and I think anybody can like them. I mean, it's not necessarily the the girl. Uh, the lady type of, uh, you know, Absolutely. personification. Were, I totally, 100% agree. Um, uh, like, like they're, they do such a, not only like wide range of movies, but, um, absolutely have like characters, you know, sometimes from all ages and, um, a male and female, like everybody can identify with a character. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I was so excited to do this film just because, I mean, I grew up, um, I'm probably older than you are, but I grew up in a time where like there would be the Sunday night the Sunday night movie and my girlfriends and I in high school would call and be like oh my gosh how great was that one and did you just see the promo for the next you know next weeks and I would truly like get excited to to wait and see what it was and that's kind of what this one has a little bit of humor it definitely has mystery um it you know it just it has as I said a little bit of something for everybody some good suspense and um at least in LA, they're predicting rain, so I was like, perfect, it sets the mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what I love about the Lifetime movies is that they give you that suspense, they give you that drama, but I think what makes it so horrifying is a lot of these situations can be absolutely uh, real, real in life. Yes. You know, because exactly. it's like, oh my God, this could happen. I mean, um, we'll get into what this story is about here in a few minutes, but. You know, that's what I love about Lifetime is that it keeps you on your toes and it's like, man, this could really happen. I mean, I could walk outside and this could happen. Yeah. I mean, I've really had that comment a lot doing Young and Restless for so many years because people would say like, oh my gosh, that's so, I mean, not really on, on Weinar because we were, we've always been pretty true to like life stories, but, but whenever we did do something maybe what, that what our audience would consider far-fetched, then people would say, yeah, we're actually accusing that of being far-fetched, but I have a friend who actually this happened to, and that's way crazier than what the soap opera is doing. Or um, So, yes, I mean, for sure. I think um, with this concept, unfortunately, you know, it's, um, it, it has probably happened to, to too many people, and I think there is a little lesson involved. Um, you know, uh, I mean, after you see this, it, I think... Um, all relationships will, you know, they'll hug their spouse a little bit more at the end of the night because, uh, you know, they'll realize it's just not worth all the aggravation if you have a good, solid foundation right at home. That's right. Yeah. And you know what? what's really cool about the, about the Lifetime movies is that a lot of the times you can sit back and watch what could happen if you do decide to do something like this. So you can make that decision beforehand. Yep. So you don't, so you don't walk out in real life. At least here, you know, the, the drama stays and, and on the TV, nobody gets hurt in real life, but you know. Right. Yeah, it definitely gives you something to think about. I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I, their lifetime is not only entertaining, it's certainly informative. And, um, I don't think that, I think people will be surprised by the ending and I think you know a lot of people think like oh I can call this from the beginning I don't think so on this one I'll be very curious to see <laughs> um, you know what people's reactions are this one was a tough one even when I was reading the script I thought how is this like oh, what's going to happen and and it, it moves very quickly like I keep saying to everyone please don't miss the beginning because um, it really like from the get go it starts with something that you just sort of 
it will just help to understand the rest of it. And then my favorite part is the last line uh, definitely leaves an opening for a sequel. So I would be completely on board for that as well. (laughs) Well, before we get into the movie, I like to always you know, learn a little bit about my guests. And, man, you have got some amazing things that you've done. And you've won an Emmy. That is so cool. That's got to be that's got to be so impressive to have in, in your in your house. How did you get into acting? How did you what made you want to become an actress to begin with? Well, so I was, you know, I was born into to this. My parents. Um, so we lived in Chicago and my mother had a talk show, uh, a daily talk show. She was sort of, um, you know, like a local uh Noon. Her show was Noon Break. She was on Bozo, the, uh, opposite Bozo the Circus. So it was very hard growing up in our house because I wanted to watch Bozo the Circus, but my mom was on at the same time at noon, mm. and um, you know I would switch back and forth. But I would watch her, and I was certainly fascinated by everything she did. And then my dad was um, writing for Days of Our Lives, and uh, he had just started um, The Young and the Restless when I was sort of old enough to kind of understand what he was doing and he would FedEx scripts and be on conference calls um, but at least work from home all the time and finally when he was going to start uh, The Bold and the Beautiful we had to move out to LA so just prior to that I had done a couple days on the show and um, it was at a time when if there were young people on soap operas they were played by like 24 25 year olds even mm-hmm. if they were you know if they were trying to portray a 16 year old so I was just put on to do a couple days, and um, I was terrible. Um, but <laughs> thank goodness for some very kind fans who said this was so great because I had my grandchildren or I had some, um, I had my kids here, and they immediately were like, "Hey, there's a kid on the show," and they had someone that they could respond to. So, I mean, a very long story short, um, I started working uh, they started putting some teen actors together for summer storylines and um i started taking uh speed acting and singing and dancing lessons and doing everything i could and um and uh you know 20 some years later here we are i am learning even as we speak legal dialogue for uh the young and the restless tomorrow but um being able to you know hop off and do one of these lifetime movies or or a guest spot on another show is just like you know the best of all worlds so i've been in 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 and around uh the soap world at least and and other things for for basically my whole life Mm. so i think um yeah i was sort of uh born and born into a path my parents never anticipated that i have to say my mother keeps we drive back by fraternity and sorority houses, and she still says, "Oh, you could have gone to college there." <laughs> uh, but I was working, and um, you know, uh, it's never too late to go to college. So maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be one of those. It's never too late. That is true. That's right. So, what what was it like when you won your Emmy? Was that like really cool to to have? I mean, that's like you know an yeah, iconic was... piece of of, of uh, trophies that you can have. I mean, you can't get much better than that. It was very exciting. So um, I, uh, our kids started getting older, and I have we had uh, my husband and I had produced a, a bunch of web series, and I said, you know, I just I feel this responsibility um, to not only um, I, I see what kids are watching. They're watching like you know a, never more than a couple minutes 
of a show. And I think it would be really great to make really short episodes of a love story between a young uh, guy and girl who um, are just on the verge of starting their life and they're so excited and talking about their future and, you know, everything they have. And unfortunately, um, she looks down to text him and she crashes. And the six-episode, um, two- to three-minute episodes are all about her wishing she could have that moment back and what she would have done and all the things she was looking forward to doing. Um, and so I just, uh, you know, with our kids, I just thought, I, I can't I can't stop thinking about this concept and I just um, I feel like we, we have to do it and so um, it's called my promise it's on mypromise.com uh, and I promise and um, I you know I kind of you know I use our kids as sort of a test because they're very tough on me which they should be and um, our daughter right away was like I totally believe that that they're in love, and I totally believe everything about it. Our, the actors and actresses that we had on it were exceptional. And um, so, yes, then we found out we couldn't believe it, that we were nominated. And then to win was just incredible. And so that was like the icing on the cake. And to me, I just would love for more and more people to see this because I just kids don't want to be preached to, but they can watch this and, and see the little story about it and maybe think twice before they pick up the phone because there's no reason why are why these my kids you know why they say they're two minutes away they're one minute away like we don't need you don't need to pick up your phone and say that (laughs) you know we we never did that like if i said i'm leaving my house you knew i'd be there in 20 minutes now that everyone's programmed to be like i'm four and a half minutes away i'm at the light i'm at the like it doesn't matter um and i when i ride with them my phone will buzz and i will never Look, I won't look at it. I, mm-hmm. You have to, you have to sort of teach by example. So, um, it, to answer your question, it was very exciting. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, I got nominated for um, supporting actress on Young and Restless, which was also so exciting, just because I'd been on the show for so long, and so it was just a nice, um, a nice nomination as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it was nice to have have one. Um, for for that reason, I really am glad that it was sort of a message um, web series, and and that's what sort of captivated the audience. So, very exciting. I'm glad. I mean, that's that's definitely something. I, I'm sure that's it's a it's the the main goal of everybody that does this thing is not only to to go out there and and produce some amazing things and and entertain people and teach lessons along the way, but also get something like that to show the world that this is this is a you know a, a great piece of work. Yeah, thank you. I would love for I would love for uh, teenagers to have to watch it just because it, it's such a problem. And our my son and daughter are just getting to the driving age, and you know they say, "Oh, I won't look at my phone," and I know, I know, I know. But it's just we're in a world now where it's too tempting. Mm-hmm. So let's jump now to this amazing movie that's coming out on Lifetime, The Mistress Hunter. Tell everybody about your character. Uh, my character's name is Jackie, and she has what appears to be a you know really great life with her husband and her sweet daughter, who can um, is like the apple of her eye. And she learns right off the bat that her husband is having an affair, and totally rocks her world. And um, she calls her 
two girlfriends who are her number one support system and says, I, you know, I can't believe this. I don't know what to do. And, you know, they're both, well, you should leave him. You should confront him. You should do this. You should do that. And I basically say, you know, it's, it's so fresh. I just need to think about it. And one of my friends says, well, I've heard about this woman who's a mistress hunter. She's not really the FBI. She's not really, you know, she's just sort of someone who uh, can kind of help you through this. Um, and so I just sort of look at her like she's crazy. And uh, after my husband does a few kind of bizarre things, I, I decide maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Mm. So I meet up with the mistress hunter, and she offers me a couple suggestions, whether, you know, which would I like to hire her to either help me get back with my husband or to have perhaps a little fun with him in terms of uh, payback. <laughs> So I pick payback. <laughs> Who um, wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not so eager to jump back into uh, a relationship. So, um, so the payback gets kind of fun, um, but then something unfortunate happens, um, and uh, he and his his uh, girlfriend don't really uh, make it through. <laughs> Uh, their relationship, and suddenly I have the police at my door uh, starting to put me at, as the lead suspect in a murder case. Wow. So now my whole world is kind of turned upside down, and I don't know whether the mistress hunter got me into this situation or, you know, what's happening, and I'm trying to act like everything is okay for our sweet little daughter. And um, now suddenly I am afraid in my own house, and... Um, having to kind of prove my own innocence um, when I've really done nothing wrong. Mm. So it, it it takes so many you know little twists and turns, and and there is some there is some funny little comedic stuff with the mistress hunter because she has to kind of keep a low profile. So she's always showing up in different outfits in different areas, um, scaring me like jumping like because she's suddenly you know dressed up as someone from Greenpeace and someone from a, you know, a security guard. And so um, it just, it's just, it's like a perfect Friday night movie to either watch with a friend or, or a family or a spouse or whatever. So um, mm. it was just a joy to do. My dialogue on Young and Restless, even though I love it, is super challenging because it's always um, legal and DA and just I'm in a business frame of mind always so this was just sort of uh, a lot of tear tearful scenes but um just a lot of fun to make is there any relatable characteristics between you as a real as in your normal life without being an actress to your character do you share anything with this character um i mean uh, the mother uh, the, like that i i have a feeling um we don't really get into jackie my character's um like what she did professionally, but I have a feeling she gave up, you know, almost everything just to make sure she was there to pick pick up her daughter and be very much um, take her to the park and be the person who's front and center, uh, you know, at pick up at kindergarten. And, and I really tried to do that as much as I could, kind of stop working when I when I was able to. But other than that, thankfully, we have very few similarities. <laughs> this is one where I. I, it was fun to play her, but um, I just, it was, yeah, I would, no. 
No thanks. <laughs> However, I see a lot of promise for her in the sequel. I, I know what her business could be. <laughs> so, what do you hope that people learn from this particular movie when they're watching it and when they're done watching it? I mean, every every one of these things, even though some of it can be very far fetched, it's got to have some type right. of a moral or something sure. behind it. So, what what right. do you, what do you think people should learn from this particular? I mean, show? first, I just thought like the timing. With just all this great women's movement, we had predominantly a female cast. It, this movie is like completely female-centered, where the, like women and friendship, we all come together to sort of help each other. We had a woman director, so like things like that um, were so exciting. Um, and it, um, I mean, obviously, it goes both ways for uh, infidelity, male and female husband and wife, but. This is a case where, I mean, if you're completely identifying with the person in this movie, uh, I would think if you grabbed your husband and had him watch this movie, he would be uh, terrified to <laughs> stray or even think about having coffee with anyone after this movie. <laughs> um, so, you know, I say that jokingly, but I mean, like, you know, it it just it does teach you the lesson of maybe, you know home and, and your family, not maybe, it is always uh, the best choice. And uh, it's just a little, there's a little, you know, comical reminder to just um, don't be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, was not, you know, he has a great situation, so I'm not, I can't even fathom why he would stray anyway. Um, we didn't really dive into that, but... Um, but he was a lucky man, so, you know, what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So we got about two minutes left. Are you going to be doing any live tweeting or anything during this? Because I know a lot of the fans love to be able to do that and get that one-on-one, uh, you know, contact with you, with, you, with the actors and actresses. Right. Um, I mean, I believe it or not, because I have so much dialogue tomorrow and Wednesday, I haven't I haven't gotten to that um, as a set uh thing on Friday night, but I'm happy to, um, I I would do it. Um, I will definitely be doing a lot of video and Instagramming and tweeting uh, leading up to it, mm-hmm. um, but but during the film, the only, it's a, you know, there's that time change, so I, I don't really know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> it's on, it's on earlier in, in uh, other parts of of the area, so I will. Uh, I, I'll get it. I'll get my stuff together by Thursday, and I will. I will be. I've been very. Um, there's been so many questions because we have a lot of French, Canadian, and uh, fans from all over the world, Australia, um, asking, why, you know, how can they see this? When will it be on? Um, and I guess it was released in February in France. Um, oh, wow. And I was found out this morning that it was actually going to come out in theaters in Canada. So. Um, it's it's uh, this is all getting kind of thrown at me this week. <laughs> You're learning on the fly, which is which is just <laughs> like the way going, most of us do it. So right, I'm going with the flow, but I'm I'm happy to uh, yeah. I want to look. I want to be. I want to hear people's thoughts, and uh, I will be a part of it as as much as I can. Well, that's awesome. And how can people follow you um, for anything that you have possibly coming out? I mean, I, I know you got an IMDb and stuff like that, but can they uh, still see you on uh, Young and Restless, Young and the Restless, and anything else that you have coming out? Um, yeah, just I mean, right now I am uh, doing a bunch of wine, uh, Young and Restlesses, 
and then uh, yeah, I'm not sure after that. I'm always I always pop in and out of YNR a couple times a month, uh, which is which is great. And um, I'm working on uh, selling uh, a, a series uh, as well right now. So I always have something going on. But um, at this point, I'm just super excited for Mr. Hunter to, to be out, and um, and we'll see. There's been talk of of more along those lines, but I guess we're going to wait and see how the first one does first. So everybody must watch tonight. It's a must. It's a must-see. Well, just just by hearing this, I almost want to see the sequel, too, and I haven't even seen the, uh, the original <laughs> one yet. So this this I hope this really goes well for you, and I really hope that, that people enjoy this. And, uh, it, you know, it's kicking off the season for new new Lifetime movies, and I'm glad you're part of it. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And thank you for coming on and spending some time with us. I know it's it's important to my listeners, and I hopefully that it helps you out as well. Uh, I, I, it's absolutely mutual, so thanks. All right. Well, uh, Laura Lee, we are going to go to a quick commercial break. And everybody out there, again, it airs tonight, so don't miss it, at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you can't make it, I understand, DVR. You're going to want to see it. And we'll be right back after this. Do you love horror, the strange and unusual, fantasy creatures, or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. (laughs) Nothing can separate us. Nothing can come between us now. Nothing can take away, break away the power of love. Hey, this is Jennifer McGill, and you're listening to my first single, Unbreakable. You can get it at jennifermcgill.com. This is Andrea Tanteros from the Fox News Channel and author of the new bestseller, Tied Up the Knots. You're listening to AME Radio. Sam Cooke singing on the radio You say that I'm the boy Who can make it all Welcome back, everybody. You know, it is the end of the show already. Time just flies by when you're having fun, I guess. But hopefully you guys had a great time. I know I had a great time with you. And uh, we got a lot more coming up tomorrow. And, and we still have a little bit today. So let me kind of sh- cover something that I thought was pretty interesting with you. Uh, I covered it last week, actually. So if you missed last week's show, don't worry about it. Because I'm going to just uh, kind of touch about what happened. And um, it, was a, it was an interesting thing. Because I heard somebody say it was, ni- it was vintage for 1980s. I'm like, wow, vintage. I'm not that old. You know, I grew up in the 80s. I, I didn't think I was vintage yet. I, I had a pre, preconceived notion that vintage was anything over the age of 50. 
So, of course, I decided to look it up. And you know what I found out? I found out that vintage is anything that's 20 years old or greater. And antique is anything that is 100 years old or greater. So, from 1918 and earlier is considered antique. And anything from uh, 19, basically 1997 is considered vintage. So from 1997 to 1919, that is considered vintage. Interesting, huh? So last week, some weird things happened to me. And it was actually kind of out of character for this kind of stuff to happen. But I took a pretty bad week last week. And I learned a little bit, too, along the way. And it was kind of, you know, it had its good, it had its bad. But I found that sometimes your name isn't good to put on everything. Also, your picture, believe it or not. It's not a good idea to have your picture plastered all over everything unless you are the face of whatever it may be. So that I kind of knew. I kind of knew that sometimes if you put up a picture of yourself, you can actually lose business or you can lose interest. So I try to stay away from ever using my picture, but I never really thought about my name. And I'm like, you know something, that is, that's brilliant. I'm going to look back to when Prince changed his name from Prince to a symbol. You remember that? There was that weird time between like 1995, 96, something like that, and like 1999. And I didn't understand the concept behind it. But now that I've kind of walked in his shoes without actually walking in his shoes, I get why he did it. Now, I don't necessarily would say I, you have to use a symbol or anything as, as, as extreme as he used, but that doesn't mean you can't change your name. That doesn't mean you can't do thing, different things to separate yourself from everything. You know, I don't think that having a name on, your name on something hurts or helps your brand. I don't, I don't really think it, it, it has any impact that way at all. But I do like the fact that you can change your name, use stage names, or just omit your name altogether, and it's quite liberating. And I'm starting to implement it a little bit across the board because you, everybody knows when I've said something, I don't ever want my work, I don't ever want my name to outshine my work, especially with my art. I want my art to outshine me. So the best way to do that is to remove me, right? So that's really what I'm, what I'm focusing on. And I think it's a great concept. What I am learning a little bit more, too, is that if I could only get rid of my phone, my cell phone, I think I'd be in really good shape. Anyways. Okay, so that's all we have for you guys this week. Uh, please join us again next week, same time, same channel. And if you don't know what that is, let me tell you. Okay, so you can join us every Friday at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time on our drive time on amfm247.com. And there are 11 a.m. stations across the United States. And we are also on the same network again on Saturday night at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Two different shows, okay? So... Friday we have two different guests, Saturday we have two different guests, so tune in each one of them because I think you're going to find something amazing. Also, we are on WKLAP.com. It's an internet radio station every Friday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are on Radio Love, that's RadioLUV.com. Do not type in L-O-V-E, you will not find us. And that is every Saturday at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
We're also on iHeart and iTunes On Demand. You can find the iTunes link or the iHeart link by going to our website, or you can simply go to each one of them, type in AME Radio Show, and it will take you there, subscribe to it, and you get the show before everybody else. It's kind of like a little perk. I think you guys are going to like that. It's like our VIP. You can also sign up for our newsletter as well. So if you want to find out where we are, what time we're playing, and who's playing on there, that's a great way to do it. Okay. So I think that's just about it. I will let you go. We are going to go see you again tomorrow, Saturday night. We're going to continue this weekend jam. Hopefully you have a great, safe night, and we'll see you again tomorrow night. Same time, same channel. Good night, everybody. That's the end. We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.